Hey, Nerd Talk Nation. This is your host, Jordan Halstead. And me and Micah today are going to be talking about Marvel. There's a lot of things happening with Marvel. There's a lot of rumors going on. And so we're going to just kind of give our our thoughts and opinions. Uh, just kind of what we're talking about today is just Marvel with, with Spider-Man and Kang and and upcoming news and things like that. So, Micah, thank you so much for joining me on yet another fun, fantastic episode of Nerd Talk. Yeah, um, news, definitely. Uh, giving our two cents, for sure. Um, Whether they want it or not, right? Well, Kevin Feige's not going to listen to me, or you, but <clears throat> I think I think they should. Um, I, yeah, I'm... I'm slowly starting to lose interest and lose faith in the MCU. Um, and I hate saying that as much as I have loved and enjoyed being on the ride over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, I feel like they're, what's the phrase, Jordan? They're writing checks they can't cash or they're, yeah. they're, they're casting things up <clears throat> into the universe that, that, you know, they're going to change in five minutes anyway, because it's just like, Come on. Like, I, it's a little misleading in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, well, well. L- let's start. Let's start with this. Okay. They're already, they're already giving out information for 2026 films okay. because of all the changes and things like that. Um, I saw, I saw an update and it said Marvel studios is expected to release Eternals two, black Panther three and Dr. Strange three in the year 2026. It's not even 2024 yet, and they're already telling us what the 2026 lineup is. Like, how many films were we supposed to have in 2024, and now we're down to literally just Deadpool three? Mm-hmm. Like, do, do you feel that that more about 25, 2025, or have <clears throat> they said that? Well, all the 24 films are moving into got 25. pushed to 25. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. They they got pushed into 25, so that should be Thunderbolts, uh, Captain America, Captain America, Brave Brave New World, and then. Um, probably Spider-Man four, I think is probably going to be in there. Um, fantastic. Uh, four. With, the, with, and probably fantastic four. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were telling us it the really, it's, really, it's anybody's. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Right. Um, but, but genuinely to have not just, Hey, here's what next year's films are. And, and, and I would, I would argue that it's okay to tell us what 25 is, but do you feel like it's too far, uh, forward in telling us what the 26 plan is because of like how many shakeups there've been. I mean, yes and no. I mean, I know we'll get into this conversation a little bit, you know, with the whole King thing, but like, and Jonathan majors, but like, you know, they do these big events sort of like how Apple does their Apple events, right? They release the newest iPhone every year and talk about the watch and the new computers and the new tablet and the new big thing that Apple does every year. You know, Kevin Feige does that every year where they kind of just release what's coming uh, in the future, you know, phase four, phase five, and they do it in phases. Um, And my answer to your question is yes and no. Yes, I think it's okay because it gives us something to look forward to. But at the same time, no, because we have no idea or no way of knowing that this could happen or that could happen or a writer's strike could happen or Jonathan majors could be indicted or convicted of something. And, you know, they're going to have to do a whole bunch of recasting or they're going to have to, you know, pivot and do a completely different story. And there's just no way of knowing, right? Like, you know, God forbid something happened to one of our favorite actors, 
tomorrow, right? And our beloved like Chadwick Boseman, right? Or I, I would even like Tom Holland, you know, amazing Spider-Man, Peter Parker. See what I did there, amazing. But like this whole idea, spectacular, of spectacular. Um, you know, anything <laughs> can happen to anybody at any time, and so like. You know, he's been slated to do six movies and, and make appearances and other projects. Like if something, God forbid, something happened to him, which I don't want to because he's, you know, a great actor. Anybody can something can happen to anybody at any time, whether it's tragic, death, whatever, um, disease, illness, et cetera. You know, that could completely impact and change the way that we look at things so they could, you know, we can't predict what's going to happen in the future. So like. Yes, I think it's okay that they're they're telling us some of these projects moving forward, but at the same time, no, because you just don't know. Also, I think too that like part of my discouragement, I guess, if you want to call it that, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that it just seems we talk a lot of times about payoffs the payoffs may not happen for five, six, seven, eight years because there's so many projects going on. And what I mean by that is that like, okay, you just mentioned Eternals 2, Black Panther 3, and Doctor Strange 3. Out of those three, the only one I want to see is Doctor Strange 3. Why aren't we getting a Shang-Chi 2? Why? I mean, I know that we will eventually, but why... I want to know, like, why are they picking those titles instead of others and revisiting other stories instead of those? And it's and like, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. But like, I, I, I have really no interest beyond Wakanda Forever for that story, right? And and it's it has nothing to do with uh, Shuri. Shuri is it Shuri? Shuri. Shuri. Like, she's outstanding, and I and I love her. I, I just don't want to. It's hard for me to watch films and stories of people that have passed. Like I, I love, 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 love Robin Williams, the late great Robin Williams, and I struggle watching his films because of the mental, you know, illness that he suffered and ultimately took his own life. It's hard. We watched a couple of weeks ago. Alicia and I watched Mrs. Doubtfire, and that was probably the first time in probably five years I've seen that movie because I just can't watch stuff with because it's so heartbreaking, right? Because he's such a he was such a talented mm. actor, and so yep. when somebody dies, tragedy or not, it's hard to go back and watch their films, and for them to kind of continue that is, I, I, I'm just I'm just not interested in it, and. I've I've yet to go back and really give Eternals a chance, but I you know I've said this numerous times. Alicia and I weren't really a big fan of that that film the first time, um, or the second time that we watched it. But like, Multiverse of Madness is great, and I want to see what they do with that, and I'm really interested in that story. But like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it just it just like they're not oh, revisiting absolutely. they're not revisiting some of these um, these characters that they've introduced. Um, and especially like in phase four, for example, you know, your Moon Knights, your Shang-Chi's, your um, and I know that like Yelena uh, is going to be in the Thunderbolts film, you know, but she's not been around since the whole Hawkeye thing. And so I, I'm just like, you're you're introducing all these new characters 
and trying to give it get a new generation of fans and a new generation of characters to go par- run parallel together, and then you're giving us Doctor Strange three, but you know, uh, Eternals well, two I, and Black Panther three. I'll, I'll be honest. I think what what's really happening here is they're leaning back onto the safe bet, and they're not going super hard on what's next um, with all these new characters because I think they flooded the market with all these new characters. Like She-Hulk. Like, yeah, when are you going to see I her don't know. again? Yeah, who knows when we'll see her again. Uh, Miss Marvel, she showed up in the Marvels. Like that was a good payoff. And we knew that was coming. And it wasn't too but, like too far mm-hmm. removed from when you know her series came out, maybe a year and a half later. Yeah, year and a half at the most. And so like that kind of thing is totally fine. I, I want to see more interconnectivity with these characters. I want to see more things happen. Which is what I'm I saying. Think but what I think really happened here and what, what really hurts us is you've, you've just flooded the market and you're just not – you need a lot more team movies. And it's going to be really hard to do like solo stuff. Like you need more stuff like – and I always say this, like the Winter Soldier where you've got Black Widow, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Captain America. That's four big superheroes right there. Plus you had uh, Nick Fury. So like really five really big hero-style characters – but everybody got screen time, and it was really a Captain America movie with supporting cast. And I think that that's like they they keep trying to make everybody the spotlight. And I'm like, you don't have to make everybody the spotlight. You can they make everybody that. supporting. They did that with Ragnarok too. I mean, you had Hulk, you had Valkyrie, you had Loki, and yeah. Thor, like <clears throat> and Korg and Meek. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you have all, you have all these different characters that create side like spotlights that you don't have to. You don't have to make it, hey, here's – everybody gets their own thing. Like you can easily say, hey, we're going back to just basics of, hey, it's a Captain America movie. Hey, it's an Iron Man movie. Hey, it's a Thor movie. Hey, it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie, and we're just going to introduce a bunch of characters and like have them kind of play support. And like Hawkeye. Hawkeye was great because you, you're setting up the next Hawkeye, but you're still keeping the original in. And the way that they're going to do that is like, hey, it's a shared name. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like you well, handled you also, that one really, really well. You also brought in characters like Echo and reintroduced um, Kingpin, and it, it just and Yelena came back. Yeah, and you're going to see them again, mm. you know, with Echo, and you're going to see them again with Daredevil: Born Again, and you're going to see um, th- those. Those are going to pay off, I think. But like, <clears throat> it, it seems like there's a lot of gaps. In, in, in some of the storytelling. And it's like, I don't know if it's because they just didn't think that these um, stories worked. Um, like, I just think that, you know, Shang-Chi, you know, or Shang-Chi, however you say, and I, I say Shang. I'm Shang-Chi. Just, I know. I'm yeah, just a, Shang, Shang, I'm a Southern, what, what, I'm a Southern sure. boy with a Southern accent. And I say Shang. Um, so hey, like, that works. But like, I think, you know, we talk a lot of times about in the early phases with Ant-Man being one of the most underrated films in those early MCU days. I see, I see, you know, I think that Shang, you know, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi is the same deal. And it's one of the most underrated gems. Oh, it's, that we it's got. phenomenal. And so like, you know, I talked about, you know, we did an Aquaman episode not too long ago and talked about Marty, my father-in-law who really likes Aquaman, just the movie Aquaman. He loves Shang-Chi. He watches that movie all the time. Like he could give two rips less about Marvel and the whole bigger picture of the universe, but he thinks that movie is just a, stellar and so like but he's not been in anything else (laughs) since that movie and that movie came out in 2020 or 2021 2021 
and it's, um, it's over two years old. And so like, you know, and I think of like, it, it's almost like they just, I don't know how to, to say this, but like, it just seems like, okay, WandaVision, for example, right? At the end of WandaVision, you see Wanda meditating with the Book of the Damned. That thing gets paid off in Multiverse of Madness. There's not very much time in between those two stories, right? WandaVision, Multiverse of Madness. There's, you know, and Wanda becomes the villain, you know, the anti-hero in Multiverse of Madness. But there's not that much of a gap. But if thing you take Shang-Chi or She-Hulk or Moon Knight or, you know, you name your character. Like, Kate Bishop shows back up at the end of the Marvels. Spoiler alert for two seconds. But, like there's not been this revisiting of characters. And then like, you know, you think of no way home, for example, like Tom Holland, when's that going to happen? You said 25, but is it going to happen in 25? We just don't know. And and it goes back to, and it goes to the social media thing. Like you and I share crap with each other all the time on social media. Like, Oh, Marvel rumors, Marvel news, Marvel, this Marvel, that. And like, is it really going to happen or is, are they just pulling our legs? Right. Like, or is this stuff like actually going to happen or not? And it's, it gets kind of old after a while. Yeah. I, I think one of the hardest things that for me personally, that I, I just, I sit back and I'm like, I just don't understand why it is this way is I sit back and I'm like, you guys are, are really not, how do I, how do I even put this? I just feel like they're not they're not trying as hard anymore. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like it just it doesn't feel like hey we're putting our best efforts for you guys well, anymore. Well, and I would say that like you know because we cover this stuff here that you know <clears throat> you and I and Alicia or whoever goes and sees these projects or watches these projects on Disney Plus if they're a, you know a miniseries and then we review them in real time. Um, I you know I remember a day you know when. I couldn't wait to buy my movie tickets to go see Infinity War and Endgame and Ragnarok. Oh, I know, right? Far From Home and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, I was just so, you know, there was also a point in time, and I know that we had COVID and the movie theaters just have not been the same since, but there's like, there was truly an excitement to getting movie tickets and you wondered it before COVID if you were even going to be able to get tickets for opening night for things. Um, and I called you yesterday and I was watching big bang theory and we watched an episode. They did an episode where, um, the force awakens came out and they were going to go, they were trying to get movie tickets to go see the force awakens. And it's the first star Wars film in 15 years or whatever. Like I remember being on my phone in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time, cause I was pastoring at a church there trying to get movie tickets to go see the force awakens. And like, we, we had a really hard time getting those tickets. And so um, there's just a lack of interest and a lack of, uh, to your point, Jordan, back to that, just a lack of motivation, I think. Yeah. I, I think that that's one of the hardest things right now is, you know, we're in a post COVID world. We're sitting here looking at things and it's not the same. Like they, they expect us to pay an arm and a leg for things. And, with the climate of of how our economy is and things like that, like we're paying an arm and a leg for how many different streaming services. Yes. How many, like I, that's why I just buy all my stuff instead of like paying for a crap ton of streaming services. I just pay it like when I want the movie or whatnot. Um, but like 
I just I buy the the content and then I just I have it on on demand and the only thing I really pay for anymore is is Disney Plus. Well, let me ask you this: <clears throat> How would you? And I'm not saying we're movie directors or producers or anything like that, but like, how would you write the MCU in a way that would like make things pay off more effectively, and we could see these heroes more? quickly and um you know does that make sense like how would you how would you go about just like you know it's been four years since we've seen this hero or you know like i think too that like i think once we got into phase four we talked about grief we talked about the multiverse but like phases one through three they did such a great job of tying everything together and bringing people back and showing people at certain times uh, and I think they've just gotten away from that. But like, how would you do that yourself? So if I, if hypothetically they called me up and say, Hey Jordan, how would, how would you want to see this done? I think the best way and the, the first and foremost is you, you section everybody off. So you go in and say, okay, these are your East coast heroes. These are your West coast heroes. These We've are also your talked about like street space, things like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of, you kind of need to set up parameters like, okay. Spider-Man, he had a multiverse story. Is he going to be a multiverse character moving forward, or do you want to bring him back down to street level? There's kind of been that talk of doing street level, but there's also now rumors about uh, the Sony-verse getting mixed in with Spider-Man 4. And I'm like, I really don't want to see that happen. Um, personally, that's just that's just something I don't want to see happen. Um, so, but we'll see so- kind of... Before you you finish that, like, let's tie that in real quick. Like, I, you know, we, I sent this to you a couple of weeks ago and it's like, you know, the big rumor is that the Sony verse is just going to get absorbed by the, um, by the MCU. And and for those who, who may not understand that it, it, it just means that like projects like Morbius and Craven the Hunter and Venom and others, uh, Madam Web and others are just going to kind of get absorbed by the MCU and, uh, for the longest time, I don't know if it's still that, but like Sony outright owned Spider-Man. I don't know if they still yeah, do. So, or so, Sony owns Sony's part still, of it now. Nope. Sony but, owns. Sony's not uh, sold it to this yes, point. They, they've given distribution rights for Spider-Man to be a part of the MCU. And so um, when you watch, so when you turn on any of the Tom Holland movies, the first thing you see is Sony and then you see the Marvel run. And that's why, because Sony still owns the rights yep. to, to Spider-Man. So, um, it it gets kind of muddy because like you know you and i've we've watched morbius we've watched you know the venom movies you've watched you know you've watched the different iterations of spider-man over the years whether it's the toby Maguire trilogy or the andrew garfield films and now the tom holland films but it's like they're all three of those spider-men are vastly different from the other the, the way that they tell the story the way that they write it the way that they um, become Spider-Man, et cetera, the people who they play, you know, who are in their films, the villains, et cetera. Um, and apparently now all of that is supposedly going to get absorbed by the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Similarly, you know, similarly to like a, a way that I would compare it is almost like how the Netflix series, you know, Daredevil, Iron Fist, um, uh, Jessica Jones, et cetera, got kind of a, the Punisher got absorbed by Disney plus because they, you know, kind of absorbed the rights because those are also Marvel properties. 
And similarly, how 20th, 20th Century Fox owned X-Men, how they're going to you know, eventually be absorbed as well. So go ahead, Jordan. I feel like I've talked a lot. No, you're good. Um, that's why, that's why we do this is because well, we, we want to, like, I want to put context with it. Cause some people are like, wait, what? Like, how does that yeah. even make sense? No, <clears throat> I, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, and if I didn't no, do a good, you, jo- good we, job, good job explaining, go for it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think you did is because a lot of people get confused of, okay, who owns what, why? And I mean, even Hulk and Namor, neither of them are allowed to be used at the moment, I believe because of the, the rights with universal. Um, that was, that was a problem. And that's why Namor was like the, the villain in Wakanda forever. Um, I, for me, I think though, separate out those villains, let, or not villains, uh, the heroes, put them into categories and say, Hey, you know, we haven't seen Shang, Shang-Chi for a bit. Uh, where does he sit? Oh, he, you know, he's, he's kind of a world traveling hero, but he could also be some street level stuff. But on the flip side, He's on the West Coast. So who's on the West Coast? Oh, you know, She-Hulk is on the West Coast. Maybe he needs a lawyer. And they they bring him in just for an episode with that. Like that would have been really cool to see. Hey, oh, we didn't forget about you. Like you're here. Um, or when uh, Captain America, uh, Brave New World, um, you do like a Globetrot and he ends up running into Shang-Chi. Because <clears throat> he's like, hey, Wong told me I need to to talk with you. Hey, can you help me out on this? And he might do like these weird pairings. Um, oh, Moon Knight. I mean, I think Moon Knight is really easy to to kind of hide by himself and let him just have a few seasons by himself and not really have to. Kind of like Loki. Um, but Loki was such a integral part to Thor and the Avengers. Um, that's yeah, why he was, he was, he was so. Villain. He was the villain in Avengers yeah. One. He was the villain in Thor One. He was, you know, been he's been in so many different projects. Side he villain, a, yeah. but he was established. Yes, and I think I think for Moon Knight, you can establish him by giving him a few seasons. Um, just continue some some storylines. I really hope that we see um, his Midnight Mission. I think that would be awesome if we could see like a Werewolves of London kind of thing going on. Like that would be really really cool. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just I think that for each of these characters, you have to to be very delicate with how do we match them as we bring them back? Because not everybody needs to be, like I said earlier, the centerfold of it. Um, they don't need to be the highlight hero. Uh, some of these heroes are CDEFG list heroes, and and Marvel is bringing them up uh, because they're putting them on the screen. But are the audiences connecting with them? Are the audiences paying enough attention. Like I think Moon Knight was amazing as a mental health, uh, like kind of show where it, where it really stressed the idea of, Hey, like some people have this disability. Some people are going through a bunch of crap. Hey, you know, sometimes it hurts. Uh, they handled that one really, really well. And not a lot of people loved on it the way that I do. I mean, I'm a massive Moon Knight fan now because I think of the that. Hard, I think the hard part though, Jordan, is that I think we talked about it a little bit, and why, you know, we did the Aquaman episode, why Aquaman didn't connect with a lot of folks. It, it, it's because, and this is my opinion, like, people know who Spider-Man is. People know who Iron Man is. People know who Superman is or Batman. Like, they may not even know that, you know, She-Hulk is a thing. They may not know that Moon Knight is a thing. They may not know that, you know. It's very true. Right? And so, like, up until the point, you know, like, being a massive follower that I am, you know, Scarlet, Witch is one of my favorites. Right. And yep. it's, it, 
Elizabeth Olsen crushes that role. But up until Age of Ultron, I didn't even know that they existed. But they really built on, they introduced them as the twins. They kind of built upon that and they, you know, slowly... Uh, you see her in Civil War, and you see her. You know, you, they bring them back, right? They make reappearances throughout the throughout the story. I think that they've lost that. I think they've lost their way in respect to like, okay, you introduce a new character, and then like, oh, they're still there. But I think that goes back to your point too, Jordan, of like, these movies and projects need to have more folks in them instead of just being one person, right? And so it can't be a one trick pony anymore. Yeah, and it's. It's hard, right? Because people want money and people, you know, it takes time, money, effort, writing, et cetera. And, you know, we just come off a writer strike and it's, that's not helping things <laughs> because you're trying no, to pick up the pieces and rebuild and go. Yeah. It, it It's difficult to try and figure out how do I play to strengths how do i make this character work how do i make this character work and and you're you're trying to figure out a lot of different things and you're you're trying to figure out what works what didn't um you know i think i think marvel like you said that they're missing something and and people aren't as excited about it i get excited project by project just to go see the next film like i was really oh, excited about marvels I do yeah, too. no, no, but it, but but there's it, there's that just, part of people are losing losing yeah. the connectivity because there's just yeah there's there's just too much and you're not focusing on those characters anymore. Like when was the last time that we saw uh, Falcon as Captain America? Literally 2020. Mm. And that was in how the does, Falcon how, Winter, that was in the Falcon Winter Soldier series. Hmm. Well, you haven't seen what's his name either, uh, Winter Soldier, uh, or maybe it's twenty twenty one. Yeah, it was twenty one. Sorry, but still. But that got, that also got pushed back because of the the writer strike. Because it, no, 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 no. What I'm saying, oh well, even from twenty four to twenty five. But I'm saying like Falcon and the Winter Soldier got pushed back because of COVID, and then I mean. Still, so from you, but you haven't seen Bucky and you haven't seen Sam since. You haven't, since you then. haven't seen you haven't seen these characters who like. I mean, okay, go back to Winter Soldier. <clears throat> okay, let, let's look at let's look at Bucky for a second. Bucky showed up in all three Captain America films. He was talked about in uh, Age of Ultron. He shows back up with uh, end credit scene for I think Black Panther. Yes, yeah, and then. Um, and then he was in Infinity War and Endgame. That's a lot of appearances in three right. phases. Mm-hmm. Then you get to Falcon. Okay, he was in Winter Soldier. He was in Ant Man. He was in Age of Ultron. He was in Civil, Civil War. War. He was he was in Infinity War and Endgame. That's six films right there. Like that's a lot of presence to be there. So it's like you know how how do we how do we match that kind of kind of because now we're we're pushing like we said earlier these the three films for 26 that were were are in the works apparently with Doctor Strange 3 I'm sitting back I'm like okay Doctor Strange was only in Doctor Strange Infinity War Endgame Multiverse of Madness and No Way Home like he's only like he's been there five times but one of those two, he was two of the five were his movies yeah, two two of the five were his his solo films, where the other characters, like the six films each, 
and neither of them were their specific movie. And I honestly would say that I, I relate more to Bucky and Falcon, uh, Bucky and Sam, before I would relate to Doctor Strange. Now, don't get me wrong. I love watched Multiverse of Madness yesterday as well. Um, while I was working on on some Lego projects, I was like, oh, like I'm working on a Doctor Strange project right now. Like I want to watch Multiverse of Madness. And I still stand by that. That movie just is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. But we'll, we have to kind of play it by ear and figure things out one step at a time. Do you think that part um, of the problem – real quick, do you think part of the problem is that like, yes, money is a big piece of that, you know, but like we're not getting the pairings we want because you have these series and then you have these movies and like they're not coming together because, you know, maybe they want too much money. Maybe it's just not in the cards. Like you and I have talked multiple times about how – you know, how cool would it be, you know, at the end of Daredevil board again, if, you know, Daredevil's like, I need your help. And it's, it's literally just the back of Tom Holland, like as Spider-Man, like he's in a suit without his mask on and you, and then it goes off the air and like, oh my gosh, he's in the series, but he's not right. Like you see. Oh yeah. The, the small things make the big impacts. And I, I fully, fully believe that if if you were to just throw him in and daredevil born again and just said hey like just a small nod it would make huge it would pay off huge dividends it just blows blows my mind that they 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 have these missed opportunities especially like you know like if you look at the comics for example and and how connected some of these street level heroes are in new york you know especially with hell's kitchen and daredevil and spider-man and hawkeye and echo and all the the different iterations you know the defenders and stuff like that like there's so much they could do and then they i think that they they hang on to stuff like they being marvel mcu um hang on to some stuff that you know kind of brought them to the dance but then they have like it's (laughs) it's it's like i feel like a, a run on sentence here right but like it just feels like either they 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 give us too much of the same or they just throw everything against the wall like we've talked about spaghetti against the wall and hope it sticks with introducing 20 new characters and then there's yeah. no balance. There's just no balance in, in what they're doing. So go ahead with whatever your next, uh, uh I was just going to shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about Kang mm-hmm. and the whole, the whole drama there. So, so Jonathan majors was convicted of uh, third degree assault, mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that domestic abuse situation going on. And, how do you feel about them firing uh, Jonathan Majors? I'm upset about it, to be honest. But, and, you know, I've talked about this offline, but like it's um, not only because Jonathan Majors is just a phenomenal actor, um, it, it's just, I think you and I talked about it kind of like as a ministry, like in a ministry uh, scenario, like, what an opportunity for, for Disney to, you know, walk, you know, grab somebody by, you know, by the hand, walk alongside them, get them counseling, get them help, get them, you know, therapy, whatever it may be to get them back on track, make them, you know, issue a public apology, you know, kind of go through this reconciliation project with, with actors who go through some of this stuff. Like I think of how many other actors in, in the modern in modern times, whether it be the nineties, early two thousands went through something 
where they've they've got a record or they've been arrested or they've struggled with alcohol or drugs, you know, they just, they just can't keep themselves clean. Robert Downey Jr. is a great example of that. Oh, phenomenal um, example. But I, I think that we we lived in in society now that it's too much of like, you know, the negative press versus the positive press. So like if you if something negative happens, what what are you gonna see on TV? The negative reaction versus the positive. Like nobody wants to see the good in people, they just want to see the bad. And so that you know, that negative press errors on on TV. And, you know, who's gonna want to see oh we Jonathan Majors and Disney have agreed to go through a rehab program to get Jonathan Majors back on his feet. You know. I think of professional athletes, right? When when things happen, they get fined, they get suspended, they have to sit out games, they have to they have to go through, you know, drug rehab or, you know, alcohol, you know, alcohol's anonymous, et cetera. And they go through the reconciliation process. They have to pay the price somehow for what they've done, but they still get to play the game. Yeah. Right. I think with this hacking thing, it's like, nope, you're done, you're fired, we're out. Like and they and we saw that with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard with that whole trial. Johnny Depp was found innocent in that but before they even slap the gavel on the desk he's not he's not captain jack sparrow anymore we're done we're cutting ties and it's it's very disheartening in my opinion what are your thoughts you know i agree i i really would love to see them take that moment and just say hey we're going to reconcile this we're going to fix this and we're going to to put our, our faith in you because i mean like you said earlier um, that, that was a huge thing for Robert Downey Jr. Well, let me say too, that like, I, I do not condone, I don't know what he did. I can't, you know, I didn't see what he did. I didn't see any of the, the video or the testimonies, the court, you know, none of it. I don't, I don't condone violence in any way, whether it's man, you know, versus man or man versus woman, you know, if it's intentional or not, like, I don't, I don't approve of that. And I don't condone of that. And I just wanted to throw that out there before you, you continue. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I think it honestly should have been that, that Disney should have stood beside him and said, we don't condone this. We don't think that this is what our family values, what we believe should have happened. It sucks that it did. However, we are going to commit to you and we're going to, to work with you. I think that that that's huge. If you if you can stand by somebody and say, "Hey, we got your back," like even though we disagree with you, even though we don't think that what you did was correct, to stand by somebody that that says something. And I know that it doesn't grab the press the same way, but you're also freaking Disney. Like mm-hmm. you don't you don't need the good press here because the the reality is you're painting yourself in a in a little bit worse of a light because you have a wonderful very menacing villain and if you can if you can walk with him and say hey sign this contract we will keep you if you sign this contract but it gives us accountability with you that hey you're you're held to a higher standard we're going to walk with you we're going to help you through this and you have to have an accountability partner just someone who's going to walk with you and you're going to have to go to anger management classes or hey we're we're going to put a handler on you just to make sure that you don't mess things up for yourself again. Because ultimately, like, especially I I say this all the time as a pastor, like what is, what is our focus in life anymore? Like what, what is our big thing that we need to be doing? We need to be loving each other. We need to be looking out for each other. And, 
and there's there's too many people who get that that mixed up and and I'm just like no guys like we're 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 missing the 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 point we need to be there for one another well, I think on the other side and of I, that too, that if jo- Jonathan Majors, like if you said, like if they gave him a contract and gave him an opportunity to stick with Disney and walk alongside him and he said no, that's his choice, right? Yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. And if, if he says, mm, no, I'm good, then okay, you you wipe your hands and you just say, all right, we, we tried. We did what we could, but the ball is in his court. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the easy way to handle that. I think the bigger question is moving forward because we just don't, you know, I, I mean, obviously we know that he's been fired at this point. W- would you rather them recast Kang or just go a completely different direction? Because I think that uh, that's, they've, they've, I think they've rumored and leaned more towards the direction of like going another direction and like bringing somebody in like Dr. Doom, et cetera. I would personally prefer if they hire a new Kang. Um, my wife the other day, she's been on our show several times. She's like, how funny would it be if Terrence Howard was hired? <laughs> Coming back after all these years being an Iron Man one as Rhodey. <laughs> but she, but, but I, in the same breath, Jordan, she was like, he, he would want too much money. How funny would it be if they did different variants of Kang and they got any time they replaced somebody, they pulled the original back in. So like you have Edward Norton, Terrence Howard, you like you have all these these people, oh, that would be really really funny. But th- here here's the beauty with multiverse; they don't have to be the same person. Right. Like you can have a a different person playing that. Like Spider Man, you had all three different Spider Mans in <clears throat> one movie from different. Yeah, like Benedict Cumberbatch did a great job playing Doctor Strange in Multiverse Madness with multiple versions of himself. But you could have easily been like, hey, Mike is going to play this version of Doctor Strange. Jordan's going to play this version of Doctor Strange. And then Benedict Cumberbatch is going to play or three or, or 616. Like you could have easily gone in and done things like that. And sometimes you can be like, hey, you know, certain characters look alike or, or, or certain. They're very, very similar. In certain Earths, they're not. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think personally you just – you recast – I think uh, my my top choice from looks, uh, John Boyega is a great great lookalike um, to fill in that. I don't think he would do it just based off the fact that he hated working with Disney after Star Wars. Um, he's been pretty pretty vocal about that. The other person that I think would be phenomenal pick is Denzel Washington. Um, I, I saw a picture of him and like as an older king. And then they could like de-age him for like younger versions. I was like, ooh, that would be really, really cool. And he's like, if you had a few different. Oh yeah. He's he's got the range. And I'm like, oh, this this would be sick. And the, the cool thing is, he's like Kang has like this blue shield that goes over his face. So you could easily like do some morphing and things like that. So that way the blue shield kind of hides his face a little bit more. Like that's that's not a big deal. You you you've got so many things that you can do, and and I, I genuinely think that the way that you you rework this is that Loki season two, you ended it where Loki grabs the the timeline and he's and he's like got the the tree of life kind of thing weaving and he's 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 doing the storytelling and all that. But you you put in there, I couldn't get rid of Kang, but I made a few altercations. And like the the events of Loki made the changes and that's why they had to change who was there. I think that's an easy, easy fix. And it's not a full cop out either that you bring Loki in with it and you say, Hey, 
like what's going on and the TVA is like, all right, listen, we got to take you to the tree of life because Loki's there. And, and Thor's like, wait, what? And like have this, this, you would have the moment with Loki and Thor, you would have the moment where you can explain why there's a very different Kang. Like there's so many things that you could do. And I, I think that's the way you go with it. Do you think they're actually going to do that? No, because they don't listen okay. to me. Because Well, not, not, not listening to you, but I'm just saying like, a lot of times I think, you know, that's another conversation, but the MCU just makes things harder and has to be. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I think it's, I'll be honest. I and think and, and, and honestly, in my humble opinion, I think they're going to rush and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like they're going to rush no, Dr. Good. Doom. They're going to rush other things and it's just not going to be as good. And then we're going to be sitting here in a year, two years, three years at nerd talk, you know, griping and complaining because why didn't they just recast Kang? Go yep. ahead. No, I, 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 I think that you hit the nail on the head there. I think that, there's too many hands in the pot. I think there's just all these executives who are like, Hey, I know what's best. And they're pushing Kevin Feige around a little bit harder. And I'm like, dude, just trust Kevin Feige. Like he led us through three amazing phases. And now, uh, with all these TV shows, apparently he wasn't a huge fan of doing the series on Disney plus the mini series. Yeah. And so he, he hasn't he hasn't been a, a massive fan of, of pushing those. He's like, you know, some of them are good and, and whatnot, and I'm excited to see these characters. But, like, I want this to stay in the movies as much as possible. And I'm like, dude, I, I agree with you to an extent. I mean, I, I want to see these characters just because they're certain – like Daredevil. I want Daredevil and Moon Knight and Spider-Man. I, w- I would love for these characters to be more frequent than what they are. Um, but we'll, we'll see kind of what happens. So – um, I don't know what else you wanted to hit with this episode, but like, you know, with the speculation of, you know, either recasting or going a completely different direction, how does that affect Avengers? Four, or no, I'm sorry, Avengers five and six, you know, with, you know, it was titled and slated King dynasty. And then the second, you know, the second of that, the last one, Avengers six is going to be secret wars. Um, what do you do? And and how do you set that up in the next you know four years? So, five years? so this is this is what I think happens. the The best way to handle it continue with King Dynasty, okay. like one hundred percent. You stick with that, and and I know they're rewriting scripts and they're they're redoing things. I think that you stick with the script that hey, we're sticking with Kang, and 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 just instead of it being like a full hey, there's going to be this big multiversal war. Kang the Conqueror comes in, Denzel Washington, uh, against the Council of Kings, and they all have to like figure things out. And I they think you're lose. really talking yourself into that, aren't you? No, oh, I'm Denzel so Washington piece. I, I like that one. Um, but I think that you 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 kill off all the Avengers, and you basically say Earth six one six is is about to be completely annihilated. Like there's no heroes left, and then you you basically can recap. They're going to be moving forward. Um, and you do like a soft reboot because then you can be like, okay, we're bringing in the Fantastic Four and they're going to be from Earth 838. And then we're going to bring in uh, the the X – we're bringing in uh, Deadpool and and the X-Men from Earth 1999. Um, and then you bring in this character and this character. And you kind of like start to remold and have that as a Secret Wars. And then like that Secret Wars planet like, hey, you know, the multiverse kind of died. Or hey, like – not everybody's planets made it um, or their, their universes and the multiverse made it. Um, and so we're, we're going to have to redesignate you guys to earth six, one, six. 
Do you think that that's the problem with connecting everything? Is it like when something like this happens, it just throws a wrench in everything? I think I think it it completely. I think between the writer strike and Jonathan Majors, which the, okay, this this real quick, this is what gets me. The the older heroes being Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Chris, Chris Evans, Evans, all them. I heard that they had to sign contracts for how they would represent Marvel Studios. And it was like a like a behavior clause and things like that, that they had to like support a charity. They basically had to become like real life superheroes with with their actions and how they treated people. And I'm sitting back, I'm like, why did you not do that with Jonathan Majors? Why did you not do that with these guys? Because the the charges came after uh after King Dynasty, or not King Dynasty, uh Quantumania, Ant Man Quantumania. So and he'd already filmed stuff for Lucky Season Two. Yeah. I mean, so play play the other scenario out. If they do, they just completely switch courses and go the Doctor Doom route, or they go Galactus, or whatever. Like, so okay, so if you're going to go get Galactus, to those eventually, if they, if if the MCU continues in five, ten, fifteen years, like, so so let's let's hypothetically play this one. If if they go Doctor Doom, how do you even bring him in? Because the Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four is not they're, – they're not, but they're not on Earth 616 right now. They're not even around at this point because yeah, their movie yeah. hasn't even happened. Their movie hasn't happened. There's, there's no connections. And like in the United Nations, when they were talking with, uh, with Civil War, there was no mention of Latveria. So, so you, you don't know what's going to happen here. And you don't know like, OK, is he going to be in this rise to power situation? Are you going to – the real question is, how are you going to write this character? Are you going to shoehorn him in, or are you going to slowly build this character? If you bring Galactus, I think that's going to be the easier of the fixes. Um, I think what you do is you use Eternals, uh, and you use Eternals to, to start bringing him in. Because he is he's part of the Celestials. He's a Celestial being. And uh, I heard they're talking about doing Judgment Day. Uh, for which is going to be crazy if they if they do Judgment Day for Eternals too, um, and so by bringing that kind of thing in, by bringing these characters in and and whatnot, I think that that's the way that you just hey we're going to send the uh, we're, we're going to judge you guys, and then when they find out we we de- we've decided that Earth is not worth keeping because you guys killed a Celestial uh, in in the events of Eternals, we're going to send Galactus to come eat you. Like I think I think that's the 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 way you do it. You could yeah, I mean you could do that because for those that don't know, Galactus that's his his thing is eating planets and destroying planets. Yeah, and and, and here's the thing: apparently he's not even like a, a evil villain. He's just hungry, and so he's he's always trying to eat Earth or he's trying to eat a planet and it's got life on it. And so, um, yeah. Which what a mess. okay after I know right, um after watching uh what was it uh the marvels i think that the graphics and the way that they they were doing the whole like trying to terraform their world uh for the kree home world um i think that's the way that you do some of the end of the world stuff with galactus like the, just the natural st- oh i'm like oh that's gonna be really cool to see like him like starting to breathe in and you see the water start to rise up like that would be really really cool yeah but again i don't i don't have 
I don't have the confidence that they're actually going to do some of these things. Yeah. I also have my fan favorite pick uh, between two guys for, uh, for Galactus when they, when they cast, I hope it either goes to Liam Neeson or Antonio Banderas. I'm, I'm, I think he's got the look because you're, you're really having such a limited portion of his face. That's going to have to be shown because of the way that the helmet is. Yeah. Um, cause you're going to have to CGI the crap out of him to, to make him so big. Um, I, I, I could go either way and I'm, I'm totally down. I heard someone say Antonio Banderas and I was like, Oh, I kind of like that. So, well, they don't ask us. No, they don't. And we, we don't know the budgets and, all the, the inner workings and things like that. But story-wise, I think that's where we go. So, all right. Well, Micah, thank you so much for, for being on this episode. For all of our listeners out there, thank you for hanging out with us. We are so, so excited to be in 2024. There's a lot of things that are going to happen this year. So hang out with us as we come up on our third year anniversary in April. I can't believe that we're going to be three this year. Um, time flies when you're having fun, right? So uh, we do have a lot of fun things coming up. Uh, we actually got to interview a Lego master from season four with Emily. Uh, that was a blast. So definitely check that out in the next coming weeks as we start pushing these episodes out. So guys, thank you so much. And we will ch- uh, talk to you next time here on Nerd Talk. <laughs>